Welcome to another episode of Clearing Oblivious and NFL Podcast. There's going to be, you know, it's minimal NFL this week. I'm going to talk over some of the like the free agency stuff and the end of the season postseason stat leaders is basically going to be the bulk of it. Uh, and then I'm going to chat some nonsense. And it's going to be like that for a while because we are in the off season, the dreaded fucking off season, or not not as a podcast because this podcast is fine in the off season, you know. I'll do stupid mysteries. There'll be enough happening in the world to talk shit. But the fucking NFL, it's, you know, I did the end of season last week. It's been a week or two now since the Super Bowl, but I can really feel it fucking absolutely. Just the settling in, the dawning realization that it will be like seven, like September before another game. And I'm like, oh God, Jesus. But we will have the draft coming up uh, and things like that. Uh, a couple of people are asking me what, what, what will happen this podcast in the meantime. I'm going to keep it going. Uh, there's a chance I may continue on some podcast episodes on the Patreon mostly. Okay, so make sure you, there'll be a Patreon plug. You can find out where to get it coming up uh, during the off season rather than pumping out uh, singular episodes because I've got another podcast coming out with uh, fantastic Mark Nelson that will be released. Uh, you'll hear in the next week or two the actual full details of that. I know I've been saying it for a while, but it's finally coming, you know. We're recording for the first time on Thursday, you know, to see how things go. So, as for Clearing Oblivious and NFL podcast, if you are one of the regular listeners, uh, I'm going to probably be sticking up absolute nonsense on the Patreon and keep that going. We'll play some more games and all that carry on. Uh, plenty to talk about and laugh about in there and join that little community. Uh, basically, I'll have a little bit more sparse with these episodes that come out on uh on stuff just because uh, it has to be more serious unless I get an absolute guest in. But it won't be long until it's like uh, draft season and then we'll get right back into it. Plus, I am going on a stag party uh, for at least... I'm away for like at least a week and a half. So this is probably going to be the last... This is going to be the last public episode for February. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and I'm going to figure out then by the time I'm back, uh, I will probably pause the actual Patreon if I'm doing the Patreon stuff, I'll keep it going, obviously. If I'm not, I'll obviously pause the Patreon and maybe just put it up sparsely until uh, I get on my feet with a couple of things, especially with the other podcast. And while the fucking season's dead, what more do you want from me, people? Eh? Uh, very funny when I came over here. I uh, Daniel was in here and he was, uh, he was like, obviously printing out shit, right? And uh, I had a cup of tea. I came over here, you know. Today has been a drag. You know when you one of those days where you fucking like I need to get up, you know I need to get up. I have so much to do, but nothing's working. You know you're tired. I lay. I went for pancakes this morning. I went with Cara and Daniel and Kaylin. We got some pancakes. It's Pancake Tuesday and all that. Shrove Tuesday. If you're just you know, if you're an old woman that needs her head beaten, uh, I'm not condoning violence against old women. But stop calling it Shrove Tuesday. What the fuck is a Shrove? You know. That's what you need. What the fuck is a shrove? I'm going to Google that. People are probably screaming at me now. You don't know what a shrove is and you're Irish? It feels like it's going to be something mad Irish, right? A sh What? Why is it called a shrove? Right, 21. Tuesday 21st. Present oneself to a priest for confession. That's shrive, you fucking... Let me see. Let me Google in here. Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Tuesday, or Pancake Day is the day before Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent. That's the day we walk around with ash on our foreheads if you're a wee Catholic, you know? Um... Americans think that you're like, you know, well, you're a bit early. That should be in September 11th, surely. Yeah, never forget. 
Never fucking forget. Many Christian countries throughout participate in confession and absolution. The ritual burning of the previous year's Holy Week palms. I forgot about that shit. You know, as well as eating pancakes or other sweets. That's very funny. That's very funny how we managed to snuck that in. That feels like, you know, that feels like that's not part of the whole Catholic thing. It's like, oh, we eat, we eat biscuits too, you know. In some Christian countries, especially those where the day, it's called Mardi Gras. What are you fucking joking? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is a fucking similar. That's what Mardi Gras is all about. Mardi Gras looks unbelievable. We're sitting here fucking mixing pancake mix and going, oh, that's good. Where they're off doing coke. Fucking like samba music and fucking fire. I'm fucking fuming. Why did I read this? Uh, anyway, okay. Well, anyway, happy fucking Shrove Tuesday, you know. Missy Elliott's favourite day of the week, that's why, because everyone fucking plays her song, you know. Put my fang down, flip it and reverse it. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I was coming in here with my cup of tea and opened the door of the studio and Daniel, very funnily, just went, no, please don't come in, I'm wanking. And I fucking shat myself. I, I, I spilt the tea over my wrists, you know, whereas he was spilling goo over his. No, he wasn't wanking, but he played it perfectly. Uh, who would wank in the studio? Oh, well, obviously. Unless you're a, unless you're a full-blown porn star. Look, you can see the mood I'm in. I'm babbling. I'm five and a half minutes in, and I'm babbling. Uh, but happy Pancake Tuesday. Uh, I will be going... I did dry January. You know, that's that's where all my vices got like got rid of. I will be doing as many would... As many would say, uh, as the French would call, fuck all. I ain't doing shit. You know, that should be the first confession when you walk in. You know, if you have still got any confessions, you know, I'd be walking. Hey, I chat to you. Every Sunday I go into a wee wooden box with a guy that's been like, most of them are being convicted pedophiles. That's probably my biggest sin. Start telling, uh, you know, oh, you all right there, Father fucking whatever, Murphy. It's always Father Murphy as an example. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I swore to my mother. And he'd be like, oh, that's good, man, because I fucking, I diddle a couple of fucking. <laughs> what am I talking about? Let's go into the NFL news. How about that? Hello, guys. Why not join our Patreon, where you'll get access to the Discord channel, where there's a lovely community of people who watch the games together, share memes, even do competitions such as fantasy football and last man standing. You'll also get uh, early access to the new episodes and a bonus episode on the Patreon every single week. Become part of the community. We'll see you there. Look, I got some statistics here. I got some statistics about the postseason because some of these, again, I know I've went through some of these mid things, but these are the final postseason statistics. Uh, you know, with passing yards, rushing. You know, you know, you know the fucking drill. Some of these have been quite surprising because I found out that like, uh, like the number one passing yard quarterback was Joe Burrows. Which is quite a feat when you consider, like, you know, Mahomes played, I know he was one-legged or not, and the performances he put in in both things, but he actually ended up second behind Joe Burrows by 20 yards, uh, you know, uh, leading on then from Josh Allen. Even more surprising, considering other people played a couple of more games. Uh, Josh Allen there in third place. Um, but that's... I was wrong about the Bengals, you know. If you remember the start of the season, uh, I was just sitting there going, like, this, is, this just seems like a, a one-hit wonder. You know, and I thought Burroughs would put up numbers and stuff like that. Obviously, he's got Jamar Chase and a lot of good receivers. But as a fucking team, as a unit, they uh, they quite surprised me. Uh, I'm not so... They have a good chance of winning it next year. Our division, I'm talking about, not, not the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. I will forever pretend that they are dog shit, even when they aren't. You know? 
but I reckon it's uh, it's still between the Ravens and Bengals for our division. I'm a Steelers fan, in case you, I don't know why you'd listen to this one for the first one, the end of season uh, run up. Uh, but anyway, and and this is quite funny. So this is quite funny for postseason because Joe Burrows is, leads the leads the the passing yards, but he is not in the top five quarterbacks for passer rating. Which is quite surprising, you know. You usually think they kind of at least go in some sort of way hand in hand, uh, which is obviously Mahomes leading. But the number set, the second person in passer rating in the NFL postseason this year was Kirk Cousins, getting it done, paying off those fucking checks, people. You know, the doubters are out there, and rightly so, mind you. But they are out there. Kirk Cousins getting it done in second place. And Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. If you told someone, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant this year is going to end up getting to the fucking, not the Super Bowl, fell just short, but he is third in the passer written in the postseason for quarterbacks after their other two fucking starting quarterbacks went down. You would have been like, shut up, smack my ass and call me Sally. You're a dirty, rotten liar. Uh, and if you wanted to know, it was Dak Prescott and Geno Smith coming in after that. Uh, the Russian yards, uh, Christian McCaffrey got 238. He leads the way by like 50 yards, which just goes to show, man. Put the money down and you get it. Uh, premium running backs, they could get the thing done. I mean, like if they they probably wanted to get to the Super Bowl, at least like obviously with it all. But um, I, like, I don't actually know the, the state of the... I'm going to go to some, like, off-season, like, free agents and acquisitions after this stuff, and I just don't really know, like, does Christian McCaffrey... Has Christian McCaffrey been putting a lot of, like, baskets... Uh, well, a lot of eggs in one basket? Does that mean, like, the 49ers are going to fall apart? You know, in the kind of way, like, Tampa Bay did, where they... Like, that was their big push for the court that for the, the Super Bowl and didn't get it. Um, but anyway, Christian McCaffrey, Ron CMC getting it done ahead of Kenneth Gainwell and Travis Etienne, uh, who came in in second and third, which is pretty cool. Um, we had receiving yards. This is no surprise to anyone. That was uh, Travis Kelsey, and uh, he beat basically by 30 yards. He got ahead of Jamar Chase. And Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, George Kittle. Not really any surprises there. If you wanted to know who the top point scorer was, now these are always kickers. It was Robbie Gold with twenty nine points. <laughs> that's the that's the real MVP. Twenty nine points and not a fucking eyelid batted about the man. Robbie Gold ahead of Harrison Butker, Evan McPherson. Then it is Christian McCaffrey and Dalton Schultz who have outscored some kickers, which is pretty cool. Um, three and a half sacks. Sack readers Harris ha- Hassan Reddick with three and a half sacks. He was ahead of Matt Milano with three. Frank Kirk with two and a half. Um, and Zach Zeiler of Miami, who I don't even fucking know, got two. Um, Asadi Samuel Jr. obviously got three interceptions. Like they're multiple in one game for the 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 LA Chargers during the early things. Uh, San Francisco's Lenore uh, and Jalen Watson of the Chiefs also came in at two each. And uh, leading the tackles was Foy Olukun from the Jacksonville Jaguars with twenty seven. He kind of came out of. I'm not going to say he came out of nowhere, but. He was quite a good acquisition when you think about it. By the end of the fucking season, you're just like, great. And I look forward to seeing the Jaguars next year. You know, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump ahead of the game and say like, you know, they could be going. They're going postseason deep. They're, but that's what I'll probably be. I'll ride that train if I can. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's going to happen. It depends how these offseason acquisitions go. What's great about this is uh, I just went to, you know, like I was looking at the, reading off the news article or stuff like that, the stat things, and there was like a, 
just like a basically a fucking news article kind of popped up as a thing, but it's from the Edinburgh News, and it was like Edinburgh weather beast from the east. Beast from the East 2023 could occur as snowstorm has set to hit Scotland in March. Great for me because I am gone. I'm out of here. You can deal with the Beast from the East, all right? Uh, which obviously, I don't want to make the joke. I'm trying not to make the joke that the Beast from the East is some paedophile that's wandering into the country or, you know, uh, some dude from, where, where's east of us? You know, there's not, not a while out east of Edinburgh, you know? Some some drop, dropping in from Cumbernauld. I don't even know if that's accurate. I don't even know if that's fucking accurate. But uh, I thought you can't, like, it's a it's a common bit, especially in Ireland, a lot of stand-up comedians talk about, like, naming storms and stuff like that. But I don't know, you didn't think you could rename them the same thing. We've already had the fucking Beast from the East. I remember Mark Nelson has a fucking famous Beast from the East part. You know, a, a little bit, and it's a, a little bit. What a way to condescend him for absolutely no reason. It's top class, but, but I don't know. You can't just be like, oh, the Beast of the East 2 is back. Like, it's fucking Fast and the Furious. We're not setting up franchises here. People are dying. <laughs> the last day of the gig, I um, I had a joke about uh, elderly people. Uh, you know, it's important to contact your elderly people. You know, it's part like if you have elderly neighbors, it's good to check up on them on these cold uh, evenings because they leave a lot of cool stuff behind. You know, and some old man kind of like didn't laugh at me, and I was like, "Where do you live, old man? I'm after your fine china." And my God, did I laugh my, at myself. Some people are like, you, it's not good Like if the comedian is laughing at his I fucking cackled at myself. If I do say so myself, I fucking cackled. Uh, it was a good weekend of gigs, actually. While I'm at it, before I go into any more NFL stuff, uh, I had the wonderful John Hastings over. He was staying in the house for a couple of nights. So we got some work done. Uh, got Monkey Barrel on the Thursday. He also jumped on, uh, working on new bits. It was good fun. We got it Friday. I went over to Glasgow. I love Glasgow. Like, Glasgow's always, the crowds are always fucking right up for it. Like, I was chatting to a couple, and they were, uh, like, right in the front row. And she, her name was, I think it was Amy and something like Amy and Darren, I think it was, you know? And she was, like, half German. I say half German. She said she was German, but she has a full-on Scottish accent. So I'm just going to, like, completely... If she says she's German, she's German. But I'm just going to say, you know what, Amy? Your name's Amy. You're half and half. All right? I don't want to get all Tommy Robinson here, but you're. I'm going half German. And you're trying to sound cool. All right? But they were a great laugh. They were right in the front row down at Rotunda Comedy Club. And it was fucking amazing because in the midst of chatting to them, uh, I was like, how long you to, you know... How long together, blah, 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 all the usual kind of shit. And she just kind of like jumped in while he was talking and goes, well, we're waiting till he gets fucking divorced finally. And I was like, whoa, here we fucking go. Yes. Just screaming at each other to like, make sure you hurry up and get your fucking do She basically threatened him with like a hand job if he finally got his divorce settled, you know. And I was like, when's the, when's the divorce coming in? And he was like, oh, any day now. Any fucking day now. He had a real like air about him, like Jimmy McNulty in The Wire. You know? Another one. Can I have one whiskey, please? Along with my other beer. Just one more. That's what it was. I'm not saying he was drinking, but he just had that air. Like, oh, I've been free from shit. Amy's going to get me free. Uh, they were a fucking absolute riot. Um, They were great. They were chatting about fucking... What did they do in role play? She acted as a... Checked. I was like, what are you doing as role play as a German? I was like, please don't be Gestapo. Because that would be inappropriate, wouldn't it? A wee Gestapo role play. Oh, and I found you in the attic. Uh, but 
let's not go any further in that. We've already done too many, too many of this type of stuff on the Daniel Sloss, uh, the Daniel Sloss and Humphreys. Sloss and Humphreys on the road podcast uh, has been just to go to any of my recent ones, and we've been going on and on about this by a complete fucking accident. Uh, but it was a good show in over to the stand in Glasgow, and that's obviously stand Glasgow is one of my favorite. It's probably one of the best comedy clubs in in the world, not like the UK, just across the just in the world. Absolutely up for it, Glasgow. Everybody's completely up for it. it was absolutely fucking brilliant, uh, and uh, I can't wait to come back. I don't know why I said that. Is it like someone in the stands listening to this? He fucking oh, he wants back. Get him in. Book him in. Um. I'm going to go for a little advert and I will be back with some more NFL news. Nicola Sturgeon is dead. Good on. And Scotland needs a new leader. My name's Ryan Cullen from the Clear and Oblivious Independent Party and I've got some policies I'd like to put to you to become your new Prime Minister. Is it Prime Minister? I don't know in this country. First of all, I'd like to reinstate Lilt. Secondly, I believe that all workers should have the right to strike without persecution. But outside of striking times, if a train is more than 13 minutes late, the unlucky number, the driver has to be executed at dawn in front of their whole family. My final policy is to rebuild the Adrian's Wall so that people south from England can no longer ruin these shores. <laughs> For a better Ireland, Scotland. For a better Scotland. Vote Ryan Cullen. Celebrity endorsements include Maddie Fresh, Nadine Coyle, and Sophia Lisbexter. Okay, we've all had enough fun there. All right. I may have recorded that one one take. Didn't really know what I was saying. May have said a usual. Went to you know. I went for the English. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to see what happened. Like we were talking in the Discord, even about the Scottish independence and stuff like that. Um, uh, I I don't know anything. Ab- see, I don't pay enough attention to Scottish politics because I always kind of look at Nicola Sturgeon. Go, I like her, I like her, and then I'd ask like a couple of friends about. Oh no, I didn't like this. Very much didn't like this, or this or that. So I I don't know. Was she good or not? Can someone tell me? Because I, I I'm getting fucking. I'm getting mixed info, you know. Surely, surely she's not like a Bertie Ahern, you know, slipping the wee brown envelopes and stuff like that. But I've heard, I've heard so much stuff and things like that. But uh, the Sturge is gone, so it's going to be fun and seeing what is happening with that. Okay, now we're going to go into the NFL because there's a lot of chat about uh, agencies and especially quarterbacks over the last two days uh, with Daniel Jones demanding something like like a mega contract, something like 45 million a fucking year or something like that, uh, which should he fucking goddamn fuck get it? Absolutely not. Uh, Daniel Don- Jones is actually hounding. I don't know if it's an agent move or he's just hounding for the biggest possible contract he can get. Uh, I don't know if it's a controversial thing or not, but I actually think the Giants... I understand why they wouldn't move on from him because he's not done anything wrong, but I just don't see him being a guy that's going to lead you to, like... I see him as just a low-end quarterback at best. Like, I don't know if he's going to be the guy leading you. I know that you're probably, like, if we build up the entire team, we could Jimmy Garoppolo his way to fucking, you know, the big time, but I just don't see it. I don't know why the Giants would bother doing it, Uh, especially they got a new coach, new thing, new lease of life. I just don't understand why they they would put that much money on it. Does he deserve it as well? Absolutely fucking not. 
Uh, it's hard to gauge him because there's fucking absolutely no receivers half the time. It's like Kenny Galladay and Isaiah Hodge, who luckily came to the rescue at the end. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that because, I mean, if he walks away and goes, no, nah, I'm not signing that then, I'm not getting the money, he will never get it and we may never see Daniel Jones again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's going to be fucking interesting. Um, the big one, a lot of big talk around Derek Carr. Now, I like Derek Carr. I could see he's another guy that maybe will fall short of a Super Bowl, but I think he's got a lot higher fucking ceiling than Daniel Jones. If somebody went splash big on Derek Carr, I could like see the reasoning behind it. You know, I feel like he's been very good in certain years. Sometimes he kind of, you know, wins off and stuff like that. We're all wondering how Devontae Adams is going to take the fucking news, but it looks like Derek Carr is absolutely gone. Um, he has visited... Now, this is a good one. He has visited the New York Jets, and I think this could be class. Because, I mean, like, it is a position that the Jets, if they got someone, like, just a little bit better, you'd feel like that that whole offense could, like, kick off in some sort of fashion. Uh, they've been very good. They'll get Brees Hall back. Uh, they've, got just, they've got running backs. They've got receivers. They've got a lot of good players now, the Jets. Uh, and you just think if they, if they went for Derek Carr, if they got a deal done that went underneath the space cap, that could be a very, very fucking interesting one. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm just looking at uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, Geno Smith, both quarterbacks that are said they're going on the free agency. But they're two, you just presume that they're going to get snapped up. You know, the deal's going to get done and they're going to be there. I presume that, what, maybe, I'm not even sure about this. I could be wrong on this. I feel like the fr they can franchise tag. The Ravens can franchise tag Lamar Jackson. So, uh, you know, that will be that'll be interesting. Uh, a move that I reckon that could happen, you know, because I know Dell Beckham is still getting himself ready and stuff like that. He'd probably go to, like, Dallas, I would say, is probably his bet. If I had a guess, it's his landing stop. But D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins... King of the fucking wide receivers has been linked with the Patriots. Uh, and that would be crushing for me because that would mean they would have Devontae Parker and DeAndre Hopkins, which are two of my favorite fucking receivers just to watch. Um, but God of the mighty. Uh, I'm just reading an article there about David Garfield in New York Jets this weekend with franchise looking to sign a veteran quarterback this offseason. Uh, Carr has already visited the New Orleans Saints uh, despite his... Uh, you know the Saints wouldn't be a bad other landing spot for him, but the Saints just seem to churn through fucking quarterbacks like they're like they're fucking chips. I go through some of these like these are the this is the two thousand twenty three NFL free agents the big ones uh, and and I think this is basically just like like uh, prioritized like uh, filtered into like basically market value because obviously number one is Derek Carr you know forty fucking million off the cap and stuff like that. Uh, second up is Orlando Brown Jr. That man gets tossed about as well. Man's like, yeah, like Moby in prison. Orlando Brown. He's going to find a good landing spot. Uh, they have Tom Brady on this, but I re Tom has said he's done. Now, we can't trust anything that Tom does because he kisses his children and lies a lot. Uh, <laughs> I sounded like I said it like Giselle there. Like a, he lies a lot and, you know, and he's a fucking little dirty liar and he kisses his kids and he's a big dirty Catholic. Um, people are always like, why do you keep saying dirty Catholic when you were born Catholic? I'm Irish. All right. Catholic Church treated us like Epstein Island. I can make these jokes. All right? Fucking hell.
Dion Jones, good player inside linebacker from Cleveland. Uh, he he's going to be on the thing. Marcus Peters. There's a couple like veteran quarterbacks like Patrick Peterson is going to be out there. Um, you know, Mar- Marcus Peters is going to be there. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be finding like team heavy in there. That'll be quite a good one. Fletcher Cox is another guy, another one of those ragdoll or in prison. You know, being tossed about. Uh, Robert Quinn. You'd presume like the Philadelphia guys of Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Robert Quinn. They're probably more likely going to have to move on from at least one of them uh along with like maybe javon uh, hargrave who is also a free agent uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the philadelphia eagles kind of bounce back considering that they definitely have a lot of people that they they have enough young people they have their star quarterback they have their wide receiver aj Boyd. they have a they have so much to work with but you just i wondered was that final push a lot of because they had so many veteran quarterback or veteran uh players in there to fucking fix things up uh yannick Ngakwe uh is at the colts he's got to be free out there jesse bates would be a very good pickup i would say from the cincinnati Bengals. uh levante david as well from tampa uh nelson aguilar that would be a very good pickup for the xfl uh <laughs> mike gasicki dalton schultz you know they're pretty good you know that's pretty good receiving uh, tight ends if that's your little fucking thing people like Sterling Shepard other big veterans uh, are going out there Jadavian Clowney I think is possibly one of the most overrated footballers in fucking NFL history please don't say that Ryan in case the fucking Steelers get him and people soundbite this and come straight back to it um, players like Jimmy Ward uh, are still free um, Jordan Powers another good safety that you could probably pick up uh, Jason Kelsey I presume will be re-signing our thing or maybe he's just going to sign at the top crying to the National Anthem who fucking knows uh, it's going to be interesting to see people like Baker Mayfield and where he goes uh, Akeem Hicks Larry Ogunjobi from, is leaving the fucking Steelers more likely and it's going to be very interesting to see I, like, I can't wait there is plenty to go through uh, when, when it all starts happening uh, I see a lot of like draft talk is starting a little bit already i know it's only february it's usually in april but you know like i've seen like zave flowers and shit like that uh doing like trial like not trials but you know like warm-ups and stuff like that so it's going to get very interesting very very fucking quickly uh while i'm going to like sign us out here but what i'm going to sign us out on is the fact that the dk metcalf is getting drug tested this is the last one now this is just one of those fucking very fucking funny thing dk meta must this i'm going to read this off uh what is this a sports illustrated.com right because uh i've seen the video where he like jumps directly upwards that looks like he's jumped 15 feet in the air and caught the ball one-handed in one of the most bizarre fuck, and I, even you're like oh, i know he's not got pads and everything but it just looks wrong he doesn't even bend his knees it's like he just his heels just spring him springboard the cunt and fucking send him 15 foot in the air uh which uh which to me you know that video alone i'm like he's on drugs uh first of all he's on coke to think he to have the confidence to even do that on video to even attempt it on video and second of all i'm going for it either either he's on drugs or we all have to just be like just have to deal with the fact that a freak has been a freak has entered the league i know he's been there a couple of years and he's done freakish things before but he's getting freaky he's getting absolutely freaky 
Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf put together a dominant showing during an NBA All-Star celebrity game on Friday night, earning MVP honors, but maybe he was a little bit too impressive. We say that because Metcalf posted a picture of himself as an Instagram that showed a text message appearing to ask him to take a random drug test. Hi, this is Brian Keller on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for a PES policy collection tomorrow, the text read. It may just be coincident you received the text after recording 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks and several athletic dunks. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I love that. You know, I love someone they fucking turn up and absolutely rip it in another sport, you know. Um, it, like, it's so performance enhancing. Imagine, like, you've been playing the NFL and you get performance enhancing tested and you get caught doing it at a sport, an all-star game in a sport you don't even fucking do. Um, some of them are amazing, man. I, I, like, he's six foot four and 235 pounds, DK Metcalf, right? You know, he he, he is well known as a, as a freak. Uh, but like you know, he's he's playing with Dwayne Wade, you know. They won eighty one seventy nine. You you know, he still shouldn't be able to do these things, you know. I I get it. People are always like, oh, that's unbelievable. You know, the man's playing an all star game. You can't even. But like when someone does that, like say if Tiger Woods turned up, right? Say if Tiger Woods turned up and played a fucking Pro Bowl game as quarterback. And the Mac Hunt first fucking throw had an 89-yard fucking touchdown. An absolute dime right onto A.J. Brown. You know, do you reckon people are not going to, like, people in the golf world are not going to go like, I reckon he's on something. I reckon that man's on gear. You know, he's on something. He's shooting up between his dick. Because there's no absolute way he should be able to fucking, he should be able to do this, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what Megan Rapinoe hits fucking 10 home runs in a row? At an all-star MLB game, do you reckon where people aren't going to be like, you're going to have to go and fucking piss in this cup because you're up to something, all right? You're fucking showing off. You shouldn't be that good at other sports. I, like, I would get it if Mahomes or Kyler Murray, who were drafted in the MLB, came up and fucking pinged it out. I'd be like, okay, these cunts have done this, you know? And I'm sure, like, and I'm sure, like, maybe DK Metcalf played basketball in college or whatever or maybe he was just fucking good at it but there is absolutely no way you should be absolutely throwing it down in front of people of that uh, it's just not it's just it's fucking wild that is enough for this week uh, a little reminder again that i am away so this will be the last public episode especially uh, that you're going to get possibly until the draft uh, all those so join the join the patreon if you like i'll put a message out in patreon if i decide to continue on there'll definitely be episodes on the patreon continuing on all year round we chat with nonsense most of it won't even be nfl anymore uh, but it will continue on in the patreon so there's a little community there we play games and stuff like that even if it isn't nfl wise uh, fuck it fuck knows what's going to be probably putting a pot in for the eurovision is probably the next one uh, so and there's a lot of games going on, a lot of people chatting. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to be doing Agony Ants. I do fucking Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, I don't solve shit, by the way. You know, just trying to Joe Rogan things. Just trying to Joe Rogan things. But me, I'm a daft man. You fucking know that. Uh, so continue on in the Patreon. This might be the, the last public episode for maybe a month. Uh, I will let you know online on the socials if that changes. Uh, and please keep an eye out for the new podcast that myself and Mark Nelson will be doing. So um, that is that. And uh, I'll see you soon, guys. Stay strong this postseason. You know, this not postseason, this offseason. Stay fucking strong. We will get there. Football will be back soon. God bless.